When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets Hello class, open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, Season 2, Episode 20. Chapter titled... Pop Quiz. Pop Quiz, asshole. I feel like this was a pop quiz. This was a pop quiz. Did you study? No. Oh no, we're screwed. Oh no. Um, Yeah, we didn't do any of the sit down and banter stuff. Because I'm not about that life. It's been two weeks since we recorded an episode. It feels can't. like 82 years. It does. It, it, I don't know how long it feels for you guys. Probably not that long. It probably just, feels like a week. You just had one week without an episode. We've had two weeks without recording an episode and or we've editing. Watched the same episode a thousand times. Three. Um, but we've a had a thousand and three. We've had so much happen in our lives that it feels like it's been a year and a half since we recorded a podcast. It really, really does. I feel like a different person than the last time. You are a different person. Yeah, it's not good. It's a bad person. (laughs) (laughs) He has turned into a bad person. I have. You're going to hear it come out in this podcast. You're going to be like, whoa, he really took a turn. You might. But for starters, we got the chance last weekend, we apologize for not being here, but we got the chance to make use of my parents um camper that they have at the at a campground like not a campground it's like a camp resort so it has a pool and it has volleyball courts and basketball courts and like a mini golf thing and an arcade like there's a lot of stuff to do there. and that's all included yeah, like you don't all pay included. to go like they they own the plot of land there or whatever, and they have a camper there. And when I say we got the opportunity to, what I mean is we've always been able to, and for whatever reason, we've never gone, and then we went, oh, why don't we go there? And yeah, because we, did. we didn't, we usually get to go at least on a trip mm-hmm. during the summer, and we really didn't get to this year. Um, we were just too busy, and like financially, it just didn't make sense for us to pour money into that when um, our house was like falling to pieces. Mm-hmm. So this is really nice. It was a three-day weekend, and we finally got to go do something with the kids. It was great. It was relaxing. It was fun. And then we came home. And, and Alden got, had diphtheria or something. I don't know what happened, but the world has ended. It's ending right now still. It is still, as we speak, ending. Uh, <sighs> he got really sick. So I got really sick, and more importantly... Um, I, for all of my anxiety sufferers out there, yeah, 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 we, I, I don't want to go and be a bummer for too long, but I used to have, I, I've always had anxiety, like, like clinical diagnose, <clears throat> like he's, he's been diagnosed with sometimes low functioning right. anxiety. And, but I, I've never, I haven't been. Like, I've, I could always say, like, I'm a person with anxiety, but, like, I've kind of gotten over the panic attacks and all that stuff. Like, that part was kind of... By that, he means he learned how to cope when he could feel them, like, start to come come on and, like, he could dissipate them. Right. I could manage. I had manageable anxiety. But that's... I mean, it didn't start that way. When I was around 20, 21, I had crippling anxiety and panic attacks, and... 
I couldn't manage them, and, and it kept me bedridden for days or weeks at times because I couldn't function. And I thought that I'd gotten that all figured out, and when I talked to people about it, I would say, like, I understand what you're going through because I had all this happen, but I'm also not dealing with it presently. Uh, I'm dealing with it again, so that's cool. I got really sick. And then very weak and very out of it. And then that made my anxiety go nuts. And then anybody who's had panic attacks, like it's not just the anxiety, it's panic attacks, which is two very different things that are holding hands in holy matrimony. And the panic attacks, once they start, it's hard to get them back under control. Like at that point, they're here you know yeah I could I would watch him and I would watch them sort of come like waves over him like he would be sort of not I mean not okay but like better and then all of a sudden like I was watching waves of panic roll over him yep so so it's been fun I went to the doctor a bunch and here we are yeah I'm doing better today I'm doing better the last couple days than I have been all week so hopefully things are looking up I think they are. I think I've kind of started to manage them again a little bit better. So, cool. Cool. Are you bored? Are you? No, I'm just, I mean, I don't want to over talk you. This is your story. This is your piece. Like, yeah, I, I've gone to the doctor. I had a really bad stomach bug, I guess, is what it comes down to. I had a stomach bug and I had a sinus infection or something. So, combined Captain Planet, whatever, they came and they took over my body and my mind. And, I was unable to function. So I'm still getting over whatever sickness it is. The stomach flu or bug or whatever it was is very bad. Um, I still can't really eat normally yet. Um, I did eat an entire package of cookies today, though, so things are looking up, but I'm feeling very sick right this second. So that was probably (laughs) not a good idea. But I felt like things are looking up. I feel like I want these cookies, so that means I should have them. And I, being the wonderful, oh supportive wife, was like, eat all the cookies. Like, why is that a bad thing? Yeah. You need to eat food. I was like, take them back. I'm done. And she was like, no, here, eat them. <laughs> That's I, not a joke. I'm the worst. <laughs> That's not a I'm joke. I'm terrible. And now I'm I feel so like I'm so sorry. Shit. It's all my fault. <clears throat> but I also have a cough, so that adds to the anxiety too. Like, oh my God. You know what sucks is when a doctor goes... Oh, did you know you have a weird heartbeat? Like, and then, oh, don't worry about shitty. your heart. If you have fluid in your lungs, then you need to worry about it. And then he starts like hacking stuff yeah. up. So he's he's been through the ringer the past week. He didn't go to work for a week. A week. To be fair, it was only three days of work, but it's you wouldn't still, have gone. I probably wouldn't have. But lucky, lucky, luckily for me, <laughs> it was only three days of actual PTO. So, um, but we're here. Yep. So it literally feels like months. Yes. Since we have recorded. Yeah, it feels like months to me, so I can only imagine what it feels like to you. Not the listener, but Alden. Months. I said that. Yeah. You don't have to imagine I said it. It feels like a long time for both of us. I actually said halfway through the week, like, I really miss our podcast as if we hadn't done anything with our podcast for a year. Yeah. Because I like this time. I do like this time, too. And you like listening to it. You like to hear your voice. I don't. I don't like to hear my voice, but I'm like, it's part of my routine. That's my Monday routine. Like I have a podcast that I listen to like every day of the week and Monday I listen to our podcast. Yeah. So I didn't have one this Monday. I'm so sorry. And we're sorry that we did that to all of you. 
because we know how important we are to you guys for your Monday routines. Gross. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So anyway, we did watch Boy Meets World and we Mm -hmm. did watch it three times. Yes. Because we watched it two weeks ago, getting ready for this episode, and then we were like, no, we don't have time to record this before we go. We gotta gotta step back and just take the week off. Yeah. We didn't want to. No, we went back and forth with it probably a thousand times. A thousand and three. Okay, so do we want to talk about it? Yeah, blurb. Me. Up. You really don't feel well. No. I'm so excited. I don't even What? I don't... (laughs) I can't wait to edit that and remind myself of how bad you feel (laughs) about me. That's not what I meant. I meant I'm so excited that you weren't mean to me about my blurb this time. (laughs) I'm not so excited that you don't feel well. You really do feel bad. I'm so excited. I'm so sorry. Holy shit. Eat more cookies. How about that? Okay. Anyway. I really like... Blurb. I'm so sorry. Blurb. The blurb this week is... It already sucks. Corey and Sean feel guilty after doing well on a test that they knew about. Wow, this is weird. You're sick too. <laughs> I'm very confused. Because that does happen. Where were the rollerblades and rocket ships I don't know let's find out uh, so this episode is directed by David Trainer, Megan Trainer's grandpa and it was written by three people Eric, Eric Brand Kevin Kelton and Robert Kurtz who are these people who are these people who are these people why are you Seinfeld <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so classroom or not um not where do we start the hallway yeah, good job. Oh, I wrote that down. Oh, good. I didn't even realize that I wrote it down, but I did write it down. It so if was you a hear long me keep, time ago. If you hear me keep clearing my throat, I apologize. There's no way I'm gonna edit be able to edit it all out. So sorry. It's the cookies it's the cookies fault. Yep. So, Hall, what's going on? What are we doing, Tanya? Uh playing a game. Uh well yeah, they're throwing the like, football. Corey and Sean are throwing a football back and forth and saying things about sports people. Uh, Jerry Rice uh-huh. throwing it to... I mean, not throwing it to. Steve Young throwing it to Jerry Rice. Sean is Jerry Rice in this scenario. Corey is Steve Young. Who are these people? This is going to be a great bit. <laughs> um, can't wait for you to do your Seinfeld podcast. So, Corey drops back, throws the ball... And he goes, and he, he, and then Mr. Feeney catches it. Interception what? by the Wiley Vet. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and um, Corey is like, I stink. Something like I, hot garbage or something like that. He doesn't say hot garbage. That's a 2019 yeah. saying. No, it's like more like a 2000 saying. Who are all these people? <laughs> um, so... Um, Oh, no, no, no. No, he throws it. So they're throwing the ball, and it hits Frankie. The Feeney thing's later. Yeah. That's why I was very confused. He throws the ball. It hits Frankie. And as he's, he's like, announcing it, and he's like, and he throws it to blah, 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 insert sports person name here, and it hits Frankie, and he goes, and he hits a blue 1995 Buick Regal, because Frankie's wearing a blue shirt. Uh Uh-huh. And he's a car. Yeah, so he's they, a car. But they don't react. Well, the the Corey and Sean like run off all scared. They scamper. 
mm-hmm. and they stand around the corner and wait for Frankie to chase them. And Frankie just keeps sitting there, like staring forlornly. And Joey's sitting there with him, doing the same thing. They're looking at a piece of paper, and Corey and Sean kind of talk amongst themselves about the fact that they didn't react. Like, why aren't they beating us up? No, really, why aren't they beating us up? And they go over and they're like, why aren't you beating us up? And uh, Corey's like, let me let me try this in a language you'll understand. Why ain't you beating us to a pulp? And then was it Sean who grabs his hand, yeah. grabs Frankie's hand? Is like, no, hold on. Why aren't you? See, let me show you. Ugh, and punches punch- him with himself with Frankie's hand. And they're still just like not reacting. Yeah. And they're like, we're just uh, we're just not into it. The thrill is gone. Without, you know, without our fearless leader. And they have a, a letter there from Harley Kiner. Who's in, like, a reform school. Yeah, who went to a reform school because he got caught doing something bad. And so, it even though we recorded the last episode a million years ago, I do want to point out, last week they had a fake Harley Kiner. Right. This week, they have written a story about Harley being gone. Like, they re- they couldn't react quick enough... To not have a fake person being Harley. But then this week, they react so quickly that they have an entire episode written without Harley in it. About Harley being gone. Right. Like, the entire... Really, I would say that the A-plot is kind of Joey and Frankie's plight. Well, the A-plot and the B-plot revolve around Harley not being there. And the C-plot, really. Because if you talk about... This is we're already no, talking because about. Corey and Sean's has nothing to do with. Yeah, Harley. you're right. You're right. It just starts and but it it keeps bouncing back to them. Yeah, that's how the plots work. But <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Great point. You're sick. You're having trouble remembering. But so Corey and Sean's though doesn't seem like the a plot to me. I don't know what the a plot is. I think the a plot is Joey and Frankie's. Missing Harley. All right, let's discuss it at the end of the episode. Okay. So, they're upset about Harley being gone in a reform school. Joey is convinced that he's got a new gang. Like, he he doesn't say it in this letter, but I'm I'm convinced he's got a new gang. He's already replaced us. How could he? And then, um, uh, he picks, Frankie picks... Joey up and carries him off like a baby. He's like, I guess, or they're like, what are we going to do now? And he's like, I guess we'll go to class. And they're like, what? And Frankie like picks Joey up and carries him down the hallway. And it's so sweet and adorable. So as they walk away, though, this is when Corey and Sean start the game back up, throw the ball. Mr. Feeney intercepts it and just walks in and he's like, the wily vet. Right. Steals the ball, Um, which is a very good sports term, Feeney. Wiley yeah, vet. I didn't understand it. <laughs> and uh, Corey's like, we stink. And Mr. Feeney's like, if you think that stinks, you should see your test scores. Ooh, burn, Mr. Feeney. Yeah, it was good. It was really good. And so Sean's is a 12. Mm-hmm. And Corey's is a 16. Mm-hmm. That's their test scores. Yeah. And um, so Mr. Feeney goes, I order you. Go home and... Open a book. And Sean goes, huh? Huh? 
And he says, I, I implore. Or he says, I order no, nor I implore you. Like he gets very yeah. like Shakespearean about you must go home and open up. And they're a just book. like, what? Huh? Do you know what? Do you understand him? And that has got to be the most on brand, spot on 13, 14 year old thing I have ever seen in a TV show in my life. Huh? Mm-hmm. Huh? What? And as they're doing that, Mr. Turner walks up and he's like, George, George, let me, let me talk to him. And he like looks down at them and he's like, hello, boys. Good boys. Nice, nice, nice boys. And then he like leans down and he's like, have you guys heard a single word that Mr. Feeney has said to you? And they're like, no, he's just, he's real mad. And um, he turns to Mr. Feeney like, see, they're not, they're not paying attention to you. And then he, he tells them like, what does he say? He tells them something about opening a book, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he's like... He they he wants you to go and open a book, mm-hmm. and they're just like, oh, uh-huh. <laughs> like. Um, at that point, they say something about how they got a twelve and a fourteen, and Sean goes, between us, that's only twenty four. He's like twenty eight, and Sean's like, thanks. And um, so uh, Mr. Turner tells them they can have an extension that that on their book report. on their book report. It's not due. He's not grading them until Sunday, so if they can have it to him at his apartment by 5 p.m. on Sunday, when he grades them, they can turn it in. And Sean goes, "Oh, my dog ate mine," and Corey goes, "Not now." Yeah, it seems like Mr. Turner is bendering. This situation again. Bendering? Bendering. Like Bender from Futurama? Yeah. Which we talked about on last week's episode. Last, Did last we? week's episode. It's, that was yes. so long ago. You don't remember talking about the parallels between oh, Bender yeah, yeah, being yeah. doing the God thing yeah. and like, yeah. He's God bendering it. He's God bendering <laughs> it. Uh, so anyway, well, now we go to the kitchen, right? Yes. Where? Yes. Tell me. Morgan is making food. And she is very happy. And Amy's just sort of standing there watching her. And Alan comes in and she, and he's just like, what are you making? And she says, uh, Wonder Bread and Cheese and Lucky Charms. That's the sandwich that she's cheese making. Cheese Whiz. Oh, sorry. Cheese Whiz. I remember whiz. Cheese Whiz because you looked at me and you said, Cheese Whiz on a sandwich. Why didn't we ever think of that or something? I love Cheese Whiz. Uh-huh. <laughs> um... And Helen's like, oh, goodness, like, what are you even doing? And then he, like, picks it up and he takes a bite out of it. And he's like, what have you discovered? And Eric comes down the steps and he's like, what did you have? And he's like, "Uh, it's a sandwich that Morgan made. And he was like, oh, if you like that one, you should try. uh, Fruit Loops on pita? (laughs) Yeah. And she's like, maybe tomorrow. Mm Mm-hmm. Good point. So anyway, so Alan, then it segues into Alan stops Eric and says, like, there was a raffle at work and you won. So I guess Eric's working there again. Um, You won. Here's your tickets for the water park. He says you got two tickets to the water park. You should take Corey. And Yeah. And Eric goes, well, I was really imagining somebody there with me in a skimpy, wet bikini. And Alan says, well, that's entirely up to Corey. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah. We've seen it three times now. And though. we laughed each time. We did. Uh, but that's it for that that part. The yeah, next I thought there thing was we more. see, I think, is um, 
Corey and Sean are basically pestering Frankie and Joey. They're trying no, to like we antagonize go, them. We go up to the bedroom where the boys are playing catch. Um, oh, and yeah. and they did no no they were throwing the basketball like the little toy basketball and they did something that I used to do so much the if I make the sin thing if I make this we don't do the he was like because they they thought up a plan of getting the movie for the book instead of watch or reading the book they'll watch the movie and then do a book report based on the movie because uh, it was of, of mice and men and Corey goes. If we, if I make this, we'll read the books. If I miss it, we'll go to the movie. We'll go get the movie. And he misses it and throws it out the window. And Mr. Feeney yells something like, you still stink or something. No, he he yells, open a book. Oh, yeah. And Sean goes, huh? <laughs> um, but I used to do that so much where I'd be like, all right, if I make this, I'm going to blah, 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 blah. You know, I'm going to, if I make this, I'll eat this for dinner. If I miss it, it's going to be this. If I make this, I'm going to tell this friend I'll hang out with him. This is how he still makes decisions. Except I can't make anything anymore. I just miss all the shots. I'm a bad basketball boy. Is that why you got sick? Maybe. Maybe. Because you couldn't eat anything because you kept missing. So it was like, if I miss it, I'm just not going to eat anything. Oh, I'm starving. I wish I was starving. I know. Wish. Um, But anyway... By starving, he means feels hungry. Yeah, because I don't at all. It's just forcing myself to eat. Um, anyway, that was a fun segue. Uh, so they decide to watch the movie. Anyway, they go they go to the hallway um, where Corey and Sean now are messing with Joey and Frankie. Yeah, they're just like antagonizing them. They're just picking at them. They're like, here, here's some milk money. And like puts quarters under their noses. And they're still just like... well. Frankie does my like he's such a good actor like subtly a good actor um Ethan Supley yeah. and he goes come on guys what did we ever do to you oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like there was such a perfect pause like he held it just for the right the right beat just what did we ever do to you Watching his facial expressions is my absolute favorite part of season two of Boy Meets World. Yeah. But so, um, Corey and Sean walk away. Shory and Con walk away. (laughs) And Frankie and Joey decide that they need to get a new leader. Like, they need somebody else to follow. They need to be somebody else's lackey. And so they're, like, looking around the hallways, like, who could it be? And Eric walks out of the bathroom or whatever yes. that door is today. It says, it says boys. Okay. So it is the bathroom this time. Mm-hmm. He walks out of it and here comes Jasmine. Jasmine? Sure. Ja- Jasmine Fontaine from the radio show. Mm-hmm. She's single, so I guess she didn't get a boyfriend from the radio show. And Eric's like, hey, Jasmine, you want to go to a water park well, with me? Did you me? know we're oh, 98% yeah, water? That's... Our bodies are 98% water. Why don't you get that two percent into a bathing suit and we hang can go out to our me. natural habitat? Yeah, and hands her a ticket, and then she's like, "Where's yours?" And he's like, "I'm gonna go." I didn't thing. understand that. She he handed her the ticket, and she immediately goes, "Where's yours?" And like, he <laughs> and he goes, "Oh, I'm on my way to get it right now." Yeah. What? I guess they were just trying to set up the fact that he was about to con Corey, but still, it was a weird thing for it a girl was to really ask. Weird. Wait, where's yours? What? 
And it was weird that he said that he had to go get it because he definitely was handed two tickets at one time. Well, he must have given the other one to Corey because he walks over to Corey at that point while Frankie and Joey are still watching, by the way. This yes. is the A-plot's going on in the background. So they have they have watched him sweet-talk his way into a date, mm-hmm. and now he struts over to Corey, and Corey's like, hey, I really, really need you to take me to the video store so I can return my uh, books, books for my report. And Eric says, man, it'd really be a shame if, if mom and dad found out about that, wouldn't it? And Corey goes, yeah, um, it'd be awful if someone told them. And Eric goes, yeah, so I'm going to need that ticket um, to the water park this weekend. Otherwise, mom and dad are going to find out. And and basically, Frankie and Joey are like, he's the one, and yeah. like throw themselves at his feet. Yeah, they're like, did you see what we I just saw? Um, now we go to Mr. Turner's house. Mr. Turner's apartment. Right. Mr. Turner's apartment. This whole thing is very, very weird to me, too. Why? I mean, I know that he was... So, okay. So, they show up to Mr. Turner's. Yes. And we don't know what day it is. So, they show up to Mr. Turner's, and they have their reports, and they hand him the reports, and he goes to read them, and he's like, uh... The acting in this was superb. Well, and he's, blah, blah. He said, these weren't due until Sunday. Today is Saturday. Yeah. And they're like, oh. Um, but then he starts reading them, and it's obvious that they watched the movies and didn't read the books. But after that, Mr. Turner is like, I'm getting ready for a date. Come into my apartment while I finish getting ready. Yeah. I was like, why? They're just dropping off reports. Well, I know why. Like, we know why he did it. Yes, but, but like, even, like, why would they say yes? I don't know. That's weird. It's very like, weird. See, so he goes, come into my apartment while I finish getting dressed for my date tonight. Yeah, he was wearing uh, like a... Grab a soda from the fridge. I'll be out in a minute. He was wearing a tank top with pokey nipples and like... And like tight jeans. Big, big muscles. And he's like, hey boys, come on into my apartment while yeah. I get ready for my date. Yeah, he had, he had pokey nipples like Jennifer Aniston and Friends. Like it was it was a weird situation. And they were like, okay, cool. Yeah, they just come in. Um, and like, oh my gosh, we're in a teacher's house. This is nuts. And Sean's like, you live next door to Mr. Feeney and have like your whole life. And Corey's like, he doesn't let me into his house. He drops off the candy on Halloween at the door. And, uh, they run across an open lesson plan that explains. After just destroying everything. And Mr. Turner's apartment in like a minute and a half. Yeah. Like. Tossing things into a fish tank on accident and breaking some kind of truck. I don't. I don't even know. His apartment is bonkers to me. It is. His apartment was a mess. They noticed that Miss Tompkins' phone number is just laying out, and they have this moment where they're like, "Oh, he must be going on a date with Miss Tompkins," and then they're gonna. Maybe go to dinner and go see a movie and then come back here and, uh, and like literally a moment of silence for the sex that Mr. Turner and Miss Tompkins are going to have later. Yeah, and they grimace. And then they find the lesson plans and they're like, there's going to be a pop quiz on such and such day and this is what it's going to be on. Oh my goodness. And they're like, we got to put this back. We got to put this back. And then Mr. Turner comes out and he's like, 
oh, you guys are leaving already? No drink? Nothing? And they're like, nope, bye, I gotta go, which uh, they well, should have done immediately Also, anyway. first he says, which shirt should I wear? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he holds up a shirt. He, he's been gone for three minutes. He has not put any extra clothes on. Putting? Putting. Putting. Come on, Putin. He hasn't. He has not put any extra clothes on. Um, he came out in his. Well, he put on a shirt partially, and then came out holding another shirt and said, "Which one should I wear?" And they're like, "Definitely the one you're wearing right now." Like, and then he changed his shirt. Yeah. Um, and then they run off because they've saw the lesson plan that there's going to be a pop quiz and exactly what chapters. And they're like, "We know exactly what to study." Oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. And like off they go. And yeah, because Sean says, um, all right, we got to go. My book's due. I got to rewind it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So now we go back to the hallway. Eric is um, walking into the school and he's wearing khakis and a button up shirt with a sweater tied around his neck. He's way more preppy than we've ever seen him be before. I think that's intentional. I think that that is so that they can show that Joey and Frankie are also wearing very similar outfits. Um, sweaters over their shoulders, yes. tied around their necks. Yeah, they're both wearing pink shirts with like blue sweaters tied around their necks, and like they look so uncomfortable. And um, also Frankie's hair was has been down in mm. his face since the beginning of the episode. Yeah, Alden thinks it's because he was letting himself go out of depression because yeah. Harley was gone. I think it was they just didn't feel like doing his hair since they. We're going to have to have it down and parted in the middle like Eric's later anyway. Nah, I'm pretty sure like at the beginning it was because he was like downtrodden and just couldn't be, couldn't be bothered to slick it back. Slick it back. But then as Eric, it was convenient, I guess. Yes. It would have made more sense if they had slicked it back and then in the middle Right, because Harley slicked his hair back Mm -hmm. and Eric wears his hair loose. Mm -hmm. So... That would have made more sense. But anyway, so they follow him, and they keep following him, and they're like, shh, we don't want him to know that we're here. And they're like, Harley didn't realize we were here for how months. long? For like six months or something. But he notices, and he's like, guys, what are you doing? And they're like, we, well, you know, we just, we, we want to offer our services. You know, we're lackeys. We're kind of like, we're kind of like genies. We make your wishes come true, only on a much smaller scale. And then Eric opens his locker, and there's a kid in there, and they're like, we got you something. We got you a seventh grader. You, he's, you can, and Frankie you can goes, him if you want. Frankie says, you can torment him. Like, he's, yeah. torment. And Eric's like, no, get out of here, kid. Um... And uh, Eric's like, I don't, I don't want lackeys. I don't need lackeys. You and I, you and me are very different people. You are scum. And Frankie goes, or, or Joey goes, oh, I, I, I like the way you say that. Can you, can you say it again, it's but slower? And he's like, and smack me. And smack me right here. It was very, uh, S and M like. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, now we go to English class where uh, Mr. Turner is throwing the pop quiz. And Topanga must be ill. Must be ill. Because she is not sitting in front of Corey and Sean. She is not. I checked. I checked too by watching the episode three times. And Corey and Sean are like, oh my god, a pop quiz? Oh, well, no. I wonder what chapters it's going to be on. Oh, what are we going to do? <laughs> number two pencil, anybody? And they like pull out a hundred number two pencils each and start like handing them out to everyone. 
And Mr. Turner's like, we can put this off if you guys want. And they're like, no, no, no. I guess those of us who weren't prepared should just uh, deal with, with the consequences. And now we go to Mr. Feeney's office. Okay. Tell me what happens, Tanya. Mr. Feeney, if this seemed like really random, because... It really didn't have anything to do with what was happening. Mr. Feeney's in his office. He's talking to a new kid, and he's like, okay, I this is what I expect from you. You're starting school here, middle of the school year. Like Your record, I, has... your record is bad. Um, you've been kicked out of this many schools. Like, this is, I will not accept this. You can't pull the wool over my eyes. You can't trick me, blah, 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 blah. Or he says, you can't trick me, Mr. Hawkins. And then the school secretary comes in the door and is like... The school secretary, by the way, is at least in her late 40s or early 50s. Thank you. We'll get to that in a minute. Thank you, because... <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. Yes. Um, and she says... Griffin, Griffin Hawkins, Hawkins is, here. is here. And in walks... Adam Scott! I hope I properly shielded the microphone. Future Alden editing this episode. I hope that that was sufficient um find out adam scott comes in wearing literally shaggy from scooby-doo's exact outfit yeah and he like leans over and mr feeney's like wait who and he says she says griffin hawkins and he like bends down to the guy and he hands him a 20 and he's like thanks for covering for me man i really appreciate it and um then mr feeney's like okay miss so-and-so you you can go and she's like do i have to yeah she's she looks like kitty from that 70s show that's how old she looks Uh and adam scott is clearly like in 21 in the show he's he's 16 but in real life at that point we've looked it up he was 21 yeah um, and she's just like giggling and like giving him yeah. like puppy dog eyes. And, and like, he like leans into her and he holds her hand and he's like, I'll see you later. We'll, we'll finish this later. And he says her name like yeah. Katie or whatever. Yeah. And she's like, <laughs> and walks out. It was weird. It was gross. But I mean, it's Adam Scott. So meanwhile, Tanya was doing the same thing watching the episode <laughs> and she's a hundred. So, um, I'm like, do I have to leave Mr. Feeney? Gross. I'm so <laughs> grossed out. For real? <laughs> I don't Go. want you to be grossed out by me. Go. Out of the room? So anyway, Mr. Feeney says, take a seat, Mr. Hawkins. And he sits down at Mr. Feeney's desk. And Feeney says, uh, any seat but that. And he says, I just wanted to see what it was like. See what it's like. I'm going to be spending so much time on the other side of this desk. I wanted to see what it was like on this end. Um, Mr. Feeney basically lays down the law and and, uh, Griffin Hawkins is like, oh, you know, I'm not a morning person, but I want to make a good impression. That's why I sent the other guy in here. He is like a bad boy, but in a completely different way than the bad boy's usually are in yeah. this show like completely different he's not like he's not um aggressive? like hostile and aggressive right. he's like more smooth talking and like he doesn't seem bad bad well, but he, he literally does not give 
a shit. And that is such a dangerous thing Uh because you, how do you damage someone who doesn't give a shit? You know, like how do you upset them when they really don't care? Like you're going to punish them, give him uh, detention. Right. He doesn't care. Right. You're going to ground him. He doesn't care. Yeah. I think there were, there were many times in my life that I was similar to this, where I got to the point where I was 16, 17 years old, and I was just like, I don't care. Like, yeah. And that was so hurtful to everyone else. Well, and, and if it was from a genuine place of legitimately not caring, and right. that's what this character is portraying so much, is this, like, somehow he got this, like, overly laid back and truly did not care at all. Yeah. So perfect. Yeah, because after all of this happens, uh, Mr. Feeney says, okay, and what's your first class? And he looks it up. I don't remember what it was, but he goes, okay, so that's room 103. Hey, kid, uh, here's a 20. the original Griffin comes in. Yeah, he's like, here's a 20. Uh, it's room 103. And like, he goes. <laughs> yeah. And Mr. Feeney goes, okay, that's perfect. This frees you up for detention with me for the next two hours. Yep. Um. So... I think, is this where we go and Corey is, like, sh- stressing? Uh, no. Now we go to the hallway where Joey and Frankie are still trying to, like, oh, push yeah. themselves onto Eric. Yeah. And Eric is like, guys, this isn't going to work. Go find someone else. And as he says that, Griffin walks down the hallway, causing a scene. Literally, like, in a gaggle of girls. Mm-hmm. Like, just, they're all surrounding him. And Dick. Pans over to Eric talking to Joey and Frankie, and their mouths are agape, and they're just dreamily staring off in the distance at Griffin. And um, Eric is like, "Guys, guys," and they're they're unresponsive mm-hmm. because they're just they they found their new soulmate. Yeah, mind you, he's he hasn't done anything crazy. He just commands so much, like his presence is commanding and he doesn't care about anything and it just like comes off of him. Yeah. So you can't really, it seemed at that point that Eric was kind of upset about it, that they weren't, but I don't think he was Mm -mm. because we go on from there, but. No, he was more confused by the quick turnaround. Right. Um, so then we see Corey and Sean? (laughs) No. No? Are we going straight to Chubby's? Straight to Chubby's. Okay. We go straight to Chubby's where Griff and... Griff is sitting there, sitting there... I don't remember who he's talking to. Some girls. Some girls. And... I'm pretty sure Jasmine's over there. Probably. Joey and Frankie walk in with Eric, and Eric is like, come on, you all right, guys, you gotta go talk to him. Tell him. Tell him who you are. And Joey's like, I, we can't. I'm just, I'm just too nervous. I'm, I, I, he, he can't, I can't see him like this right now. Um, and eventually, like, they get over to the table. Because Eric, like, pushes them at him. Yeah. Um, it's really cute. He's like their wingman. He is. It's very cute. This whole thing is just so adorable. And Griffin's like... Oh, I remember you guys. weren't weren't you the guy I saw sucking quarters out of the vending machine earlier? And Frank or Joey goes, Frankie, he, he wants some change. Why don't you cough some up? And he's like, No, 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 no. Um, and that like the scene sort of ends with it, cuts, it being like, No, no, no. It cuts no, right no. there where they're saying we're lackeys. You know, we yeah. can let what. It's not about oh, and Eric says it's not about what they can do, what you can do for them. It's about what they can do for you. And right. Joey's like, we're lackeys. We can make things happen for you. Right. And he says no. And then, yeah, it cuts to the hallway where Corey is dejected. He's he's freaking out. 
He's like, we did something wrong. I cheated. Oh my gosh, my stomach hurt. He says, we cheated. We we knew exactly what to study before the test. Yeah. Um, which is just like, obviously, <laughs> he never paid attention because I'm sure that he had study guides and stuff right. like that before. He just never knew. Um, and Sean's like, hey, this this grade is my one chance of getting into a good trade school. This A is the one A I needed I to got get a, into a good trade school. I think he got a 95 and Corey got a 92. Yeah. Um, and they're like, this is all I needed. And Corey's like, oh, my stomach. I my, can't. My stomach. He turns into like a really old woman. When yeah. he's, she, he's just like, my ulcers. Mm-hmm. But it cuts from there right back to Chubby's. Right. Where um, Griff is telling them, no, like, I don't want you. I don't need you. I'm, you know, I'm my own kind of guy. Yeah, and he's not being mean about it. He's just saying, like, I, I've i never used lackeys before. I don't plan on starting. And this guy walks in. Yeah. With a group of guys. And it starts probably my favorite, like, singular scene that I have seen in anything on Boy Meets World. Yeah, it it starts with him going, this guy going, hey, lady killer. And And Eric Eric. stands up and he's like, what? What's up? Uh, And he's like, you're Griffin Hawkins? And Griffin is like, over here. And the guy's like, oh, you're Griffin Hawkins? And he says, because the guy is like a a jock. Football player, yeah. So he's got a Letterman jacket on and uh, Griff stands up to him and goes... Yeah, it must be real tough to live in a world where not everyone's name is stitched on their jackets. Hey, Tommy. Yeah. And Tommy goes, oh, I heard you were funny. And Griffin's like, you can't believe everything you hear. And Tommy goes, I heard it from... My girlfriend. Lorette. Yeah. My girlfriend. (laughs) He goes, okay, you can believe that then. Yeah. He's like, (laughs) oh, yeah. She, her, you can believe So Tommy like threatens Griffin. He's like, you want to take this outside? We can talk outside, blah, 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 blah. And Joey and Frankie start to get up and they're like, hey, and he's like, hey, this is between me and Griffin and Joey and Frankie are stand in between Griffin and this guy. And they're like, no, actually we're between you and Griffin. Mm -hmm. Um, And the guy goes, Okay, just have her home by 10. Yeah. And Griffin's like, all right. So now we go back to the school. I guess all this is happening in real time. Like, Well, and I mean, at this point, um, Griffin's like, I mean, I guess this frees up a lot of time that I would have spent trying to talk my way out of this. Like, I would have been fine, but it would have taken me a lot more time than it just took you. Sure, I'll take you on. Yeah, like we talk a lot... um, about how much Corey reminds me of me at that age. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of this in Griff. Like, once I got to the age where I was like, I'm tired of being picked on and being, like, the nerdy kid, I got to the point where I just didn't care anymore. And it was crazy how much. Like, I was able to... I didn't get in a lot of fights, but I had a lot of people who wanted to fight me. It would just turn into this thing where I would use words mm-hmm. to make them feel bad mm-hmm. and then avoid the situation entirely. So, like, Hmm. it was just, what? Hmm. I don't know. I just, it's so weird that I always am like, Alden's an Adam Scott. And you're like, no, I'm not an Adam Scott. I don't think I've ever said that. Like, 
there are parts of him that remind me of me in this and in uh, Parks and Rec and in Hot Tub Time Machine. Like, he's just kind of neurotic and, and I don't know. Maybe sometimes, yes. Maybe sometimes, yes. <laughs> Maybe sometimes you're an Adam Scott. Maybe sometimes I'm a Corey. Maybe sometimes I'm an Ab- Adam Scott. An Abman? Abinum. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I wish we had ice cream. Okay, well, we don't, and I super can't eat it. Like, I would be oh, sick for yeah. weeks. Anyway, um, yeah, at this point, I'm on a broth and chicken Cookie. and rice diet, but I really stomped all over that with the cookies today. So I'm going to regret it, and I do. Anyway, we cut back to the school, which is apparently still in session. Like, all of this is happening at Chubby's while school's going on over here. Yeah. Where Corey and Sean go into Mr. Turner's room after class is out. Right. And... And he's basically like, oh, hey, uh, the A-team, yeah. because they got A's, and they're in, and Sean's like, oh, yeah, and Corey's like, oh, my stomach. Um, and Mr. Turner's like, yeah, you got A's, and Corey's like, like, about that, we... And Sean's like, all right, thanks, we gotta go, bye. Yeah. And Corey's like, come back. Or no, Corey just goes, oh, my stomach, and Sean <laughs> turns around. Um, and so Corey basically tells him, like, we saw your lesson plans, and we knew what to study for. We're sorry we cheated. And Mr. Turner goes, oh, you mean the lessons plans that were sitting out on my desk that I easily could have covered if I wanted to while you were at my apartment? And Sean goes, wait, what? what's going on here? <laughs> what's going on here, Mr. Turner, if that's your real name? Oh, yeah. And he's like, hey, guys, like, those things have been on the board for two weeks. Because Corey's like, wait, you want us to know what to study? And it's, Mr. Like it's been your assignment for two weeks. My lesson plans go on the chalkboard. Mm-hmm. And it took them, like, thinking it was something, like, illicit. Yeah. that's That was his way to get through them. And as he's going through this whole situation, Mr. Feeney walks in from behind... And he's, he stops them on their way out when they're like, oh, wow, okay. Well, I, because Mr. Turner goes, you know, go home and study. And they're like, okay. Yeah, and they're like leaving. They're like, we're going to go home and open a book. And Mr. And Feeney. he's like, let me get this straight. I just want to clarify. You heard everything he said. Yeah, yeah. He wants us to go home and study. We're going to go home and open our books right now. You understood and heard everything that Mr. Turner told you. Yes. Okay. And he goes over and he's like, I believe we agreed on $20. And he has to give Mr. Turner $20. Yep. And that's where the beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, that's, that's not in this season. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. That's where it ends. Yeah. It ended here. But there was an after credit scene. There was. Or during the credits. There was. What was it, Tanya? What was it, Alden? Hey, don't cover your notes. Don't cover my notes? You can't even read this writing, girl. Yes, I can. What's it say? (laughs) 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 I'm going to let you go ahead and try to do this with my notes. Oh, okay. So. (laughs) What happened? Where are we? The post-credit scene, we're in the hallway. Uh Uh-huh. Who's there? uh, Frankie, Griffin, and Joey. Uh Uh-huh. Um, they're in the hallway, they're hanging out, and, um, it looks like, uh, Griffin, 
I mean, it looks like, sorry, this other person is, like, throwing me off now. It looks like Frankie and Joey are still, like, overly mellow and, like, not responsive still. And Griffin's over on the phone. He's, like, calling someone on the payphone. And Corey and Sean are like, huh. And they, like, go over to, like, mess with Frankie and Joey. And they they uh, are over, like, looking through the trash cans or hiding behind the trash cans or something. And they say something to Joey and Frankie. And they look at <clears throat> Griffin. They're like, hey, can we... And he's like, yeah, go ahead. And they open the trash can lid and peek in. The last thing you see is their faces going, hello. And then it go, it like cuts to that night. And the janitor's like going by and like throwing stuff in the trash can. And you hear them be like, ow, ow, because they're like stuffed in the trash can. And then Sean's just like chewing gum. And Corey's like, where did you get that gum? And, and they don't answer that question, but Tanya went, ew. <laughs> so, um, that's the end of the episode. What was the A plot? What was the B plot? What was the C plot? This whole episode was... It was kind of like, it was two plots. It was two plots that I think were like neck and neck. Really. I don't... Was it? Or was it three plots? What was the third plot? Griffin getting to the school, like, and... No, that was part of Frankie and Joey's plot. That was part of that plot. I think it was all woven into that. I think you're confused about plots. Well, no, I just think... Usually it's such a clear, separate, like, plot where the story is is a through line, but... No, I think Griffin absolutely was almost... It was, like, the climactic point of... Sorry. Of... Frankie and Joey's plot. Yes. But it, it is, I, so I, I guess you're right. I think the Joey and Frankie stuff was probably the A plot. The Corey and Sean stuff had about as much screen time. It was like time. A.2, yeah. but like not as which, great. Which is fine. Like, um, it's it's been clear for the last several episodes which plot is which. Mm-hmm. Like, and then this episode, it was just a well-written, good episode with a lot going on. Well, and they had three people writing this episode, That's so true. I think that makes a difference. That's true. Um, and Adam Scott. What? Adam Scott. Oh. Adam Scott was in this episode? Adam Scott was in this episode. Yeah. Um, it's nuts to me how quickly they recovered from Harley being gone and replaced him with an, uh, an incredibly talented actor, like, and had a, um, a backstory ready. Like, it wasn't like he was just um, uh, thrown into this spot. Right. It was, this. You, you get a clear indication of who this guy is and what his motivations are. And it's acted in a way that you can feel exactly who he is. Like, it's, you don't question it. Right. At all. Right. Whereas, in a, a lot of these episodes where somebody's thrown in, you you it's just kind of, bing bang boom. Mm-hmm. Here's who they are, and there's not much depth to it. But him, you like already know. Like he, this is a a rich character. Well, and he came in developed, but not in a way that was 
confusing to us. Right. And like, not in a way that was very, like, on the sleeve either. Like, because you'll get a, um, what's her name, Desiree, where you knew mm-hmm. who she was, but it was very on the sleeve. So there's not much development there. Right. But with him, it's you can just kind of watch it all yeah. underneath the surface. Yeah. It was so well done. Just from, like... Mr. Feeney setting it up with, like, you've gotten in a lot of trouble and this is not how you're going to act at our school. So you get a hint of who he is before he even walks in the door. Yeah. And then he walks in the door and you're like, oh, it's that guy. Like, we know exactly what this guy is. Right. So, and it was Adam Scott. It was. Can you say Adam Scott one more time? Sure. If you want me to. I I mean, I can't stop it. Adam Scott. So, we got that. We got... Eric doing his thing and trying to stave off the bullies and mm-hmm. and and also try to trick Corey and get a babe in a in a bikini. Mm-hmm. Um, when we had Corey and Sean learning that it's That's, possible to study. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting and interesting to see what plays out from that. Yeah, and we're winding down. Like we are winding down season two. We're almost finished. We have. Three episodes? I don't remember. I think it's three. I think it's two. Really? Maybe. Wow. Anyway. Anyway. How'd you feel about the episode, Tanya? Um, the first time I watched it, I loved it because Adam Scott. And like that moment when he comes in, just immediately, I was like, yes, this is what Actually, I've been waiting for. So let, a peek behind the curtain, this is how this happened. Um, we were sitting and watching this. And I had no idea that Adam Scott was going to be in this episode. Did you? No. Okay, so what happened is um, Mr. Feeney starts talking to this kid, and you only see see the back of his head. Right. And he's like, you know, you, you've you know, you been a bad kid, blah, 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 blah. But you can't see the kid's face. Right. And Tanya goes, is it? And then it pans around to the kid's face, and it's not Adam Scott. And she went, oh. And, and then he <laughs> walks in, and I about died. Mm-hmm. I... I don't know why I'm like this, how did, guys. I'm I don't so either. sorry. I don't... I, how did you know that it was going to be Adam Scott? I didn't. It just felt like the right time. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, because I remembered when we looked into Adam Scott being on Boy Meets World, like, a few years ago, I remembered him being one of the bullies. Right. But then when Harley came up, I was confused. So I was like, I thought that... Adam Scott was with Frankie and Joey because I remember us talking about loving Ethan Supley when we talked about loving Adam Scott. Like, we had this whole conversation. Like, our podcast stems from the fact that these are real conversations that we, like, went through with each other constantly. Right. Um. So, when Harley was gone and they had fake Harley, I was confused again because I was like, it would make way more sense if they brought in Adam Scott right now. And then that whole thing happened in this episode. So I just knew. But if it hadn't been Adam Scott, it would have just been like, oh, it should have been Adam Scott. (laughs) It should always be Adam Scott. All right. I'm not going to say his name anymore because now it feels gross in my mouth. It sounds gross out of your mouth. (laughs) Um, I I really wanted to look more about this up. So like I thought you were just going to keep talking because you seemed like you were on a roll and then I leaned away from the microphone and you trailed off. Well, because then like I realized how many times I said his name and I was very disturbed by my own self. Really. But yeah. I I hope that we see him some more, but I don't feel like he's in it a ton. 
He's not. And and in an interview in 2013, he discussed that how like it it became a big thing, even though he was only on it for a short time. Um, he said, "If I had known then that in 20 years the show would have been beloved, I probably would have been more psyched about it." Um, I'm looking stuff up right now. He's he's just reading whatever blurbs he's finding. No, he's least, blurbing it up. I'm blurbing it up. Um, what what I thought was weird was the setup. Adam Scott was not a famous person at that point. No. But the setup was like a famous person was going to walk in the door. Like, the way they set that up was like we were supposed to be expecting someone that we knew, right? Like, so he's sitting facing Mr. Feeney. Right. No, it did seem like that. And it's funny now to look back on that because not only was he not famous at the time, but he wasn't famous for... 15 years after that. Like, it wasn't until Parks and Rec got big, I think. No, he did stuff before Parks and Rec. What was he big in before Parks and Rec? Wasn't Hot Tub Time Machine before Parks and Rec? Maybe, but he wasn't like a focal point of that movie. Like, I think, so he was that person that we would see in everything and not realize that we loved him so much, but like, if he hadn't been in it, it wouldn't have been as great. Like, he was in Step Brothers, right? Like, he was the brother in Step Brothers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, he always played, like, the douchey, like, rich, like, better than everyone else person, I think, in some things. And, like, just that, like, blippy person. Okay. He was in a lot of, like, if you type his name into IMDb, it's, like, 7,582 credits before Parks and Rec. Yeah. Um, but then Parks and Rec happened, and he's so lovable in that show. And Hot Tub Time Machine, he's lovable in that. And then um, Krampus, which is, like, my favorite Christmas Halloween movie ever, he's so good in that. Like, he's very good. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at a website now where they talk about Adam Scott as in this show. Mm-hmm. And this is an article where they talk about whether different moments, it's 25 moments that either hurt are saved Boy Meets World. And there's a lot of spoiler stuff in here that I won't go into. But number seven on this list, it's a Screen Rant article. Number seven on this list lists Adam Scott as Griff Hawkins as a hurt to the show of Boy Meets World. It was great that the producers of Boy Meets World consistently wanted to incorporate new characters, but it was less great that most of these new characters were poorly cast. What? Yeah. Who is this person? I don't know. Um, unfortunately, Adam Scott came off as too mature and experienced. But there Uh, are those people in high school. Yeah, no, I think it was great. Yeah. Oh, he was in Big Little Lies, too, apparently. Uh, yeah. Um, anyway, so that was a stupid article. Uh, Yeah, that was a very stupid article. Yeah, it, it was fantastic, I thought. Yes, because he was coming in as very, very different from... Harley Kiner. Right. But same big dick energy. Like that, like, wow. I'm coming in and I'm the man. But, and and I, it would have been disingenuous if it had just been another guy that was just like Harley Kiner. Yeah. Just like last episode. Like a we greaser. Were, last episode we were so upset that we had this fake Harley Kiner that wasn't Harley Kiner. Like, right. it wouldn't have been great. Mm-hmm. So I think. No, so you have. The two guys that are polar opposites but have the same type of energy almost where Harley is everything that he does is over the top. He has to dress the part. He has to act the part. And then you have 
Griff, who's just like, I don't even care what I'm wearing right now. I literally just rolled out of bed, but hey guys, like, bow down. So, I love it. Yeah. I think we've talked about it enough, though. We have. (laughs) We have. Um, Anyway, so, I'd be interested to hear what you guys think, to see if you agree with us, or if you agree with Tanya to a much higher level than I do, (laughs) um, or if you agree with Screen Rant and you had a problem with... Adam Scott. Yeah, if you if you think that like he did hurt the show or he wasn't right for the show, can you let us know why? Only because like I want to see that perspective. I think I'm blinded by my like adoration of who he is as an actor. I, I think we definitely are at this point um, because I I don't love him the same way that Tanya does, but I do. He's one of my favorite actors. Like him as Ben Wyatt in Parks and Rec was huge for me and for that show. Mm-hmm. Um, him in Hot Tub, Tub... Damn it! Hot Tub Time Machine was very good, too. And in... Um, uh, what's it called? His uh, favorite show, Big Little Lies. Big Little Lies. He loves Shailene Woodley, I so he started watching it for her. Um, but in, in The Good Place, he's fantastic, mm-hmm. too. So in his, And that's a blippy like part. Right. And he makes that part so, so well. Going back and watching this episode, it is kind of like a oh, that's the guy that is awesome. But mm-hmm. I I remember that character at that time, and I didn't know who Adam Scott was. And we had to go back a few years ago, like Tanya said, and piece this together. And like, oh wait, that was Adam Scott. And then it was like, oh, I like like but, we remembered him. Yeah, I remembered that character because it it resonated so much with the show at the time. Mm-hmm. Um. And and I think maybe in my mind it kind of blurred between him and Harley Kiner, but um, it was such a, a a different take of the school bully. So yeah. Um, anyway, yes, we would like to hear what you think. Yep. Anything else you'd like to add, Tanya? Mm, no, probably not. Uh, you can follow us at BMG and BMW on Twitter. And you can email us at bmgmbmw at gmail.com. And you can join our Facebook group. Facebook.com slash group <laughs> slash bmgmbmw. Or just like put bmgmbmw in the search bar. That's way easier. Yes. Um, and then we can discuss um, Tanya's favorite boy in the world, Adam Scott. And Alden Bear. <laughs> and it's like A names, I think. Like Alden and Adam. Best friends forever. My guys. This is too much. So, um, thank you guys for joining us. Thank you for bearing with the week off. Um, we I really hope that you're still listening. Yeah. Hope you're still out there. Um, I, I, um, I'm sorry that we missed a week and I hope that my anxiety isn't too much of a, of a bummer in this episode. Nobody even noticed, except when you talked about yeah, it. Yeah, when I talked about it. Like, I hope I didn't bring anything down too much. And if anybody else has dealt with the same thing, then I'm sorry for you. And, and I'm do here you to... have any tips for him? Sure. And, how to cope? And I'm always here to talk to. Like, find me on Twitter and on Facebook and whatever. I'll talk. Because uh, I've been through a lot there, too. So, it is what on it Twitter is. On Twitter and Facebook? On Twitter and Facebook, I have. Yeah. So, anyway, true. this has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World. Season 2, episode 20. Class dismissed.